I anticipated it would be. So basically, from that, what I can tell is, with a little smoke and mirrors, you'd have given it an eight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that'd be the fun. presentation was a little bit better. Yeah. <laughs> if they just took the, ba- the chips, chips out of the bag, chips out of the bag, <laughs> or even opened it for me, heated them up so it looked like. Welcome into yet another edition of Riding the Rails. My name is DJ Eberly, your host and Scranton Wilkes Bay Rail Riders beat writer. And we have a pair of special guests on this week. The two main voices of the Scranton Wilkes Bay Rail Riders, whether you listen to them on the radio locally or sometimes they're on TV, and of course, MILB.TV. Adam Marco to my left and Adam Giardino to my right. Guys, how are we doing? I'm on your left and I'm doing fine. <laughs> I'm on your right, and I'm not doing as well. But thank you for having us. Uh, it's my pleasure, guys. This comes the heels. Uh, this has been a long, thought-out process of getting you guys on the podcast. And originally, we were going to do this at our favorite stop along the International League Tour. Your favorite stop? Yeah. Mighty Taco. Mighty yes. Taco. Yeah, Adam. So we went there on, what was it, Wednesday? Yeah, it was, it was, I think it went on Tuesday. It was trade deadline day. It was Tuesday. And uh, it was a, It's been a long week. It has been a long, a long week. A lot, of, a lot of roster moves and a lot of new faces. And uh, originally, we were going to record the podcast in the uh, in the restaurant. And when I walked in without a mic, they were like, "Where? Where is the? I thought we were doing this in here." I was like, "Guys, I wanted you to enjoy Mighty Taco without any interference." As if this interview would stop us from enjoying it. Well, I didn't want any interference. I didn't want anything to take away from the Mighty Taco experience. Plus, there's such a raucous crowd at Mighty Taco. There is. There's a lot of people there. There's so much background noise that people wouldn't have heard all the best answers uh, because my face was stuffed with a Mighty Buffito or something along those lines. Max Buffito. Whatever. And and Super Mighty. Super Mighty. Okay. Adam remembers. And Mighty Taco, of course, which is what you had. Um, Yeah, and I also didn't want, you know, we started doing the podcast, maybe someone recognizes you guys, some faithful rail riders, listeners, you know. At at Mighty Taco. Or they recognize, I'd say Riding the Rails podcast, maybe someone recognizes it. Yeah. I mean, worst case scenario is someone would have bought us lunch, right? (laughs) Right. (laughs) I guess. So maybe in hindsight 2020, we should have done this. (laughs) So I want to get this on the record because you tell different things to different people, whether it be me, the press box, your thoughts on Mighty Taco Okay, so I'll, I'll lead off with this. And it was, I, I come from a perspective of never having Taco eaten Bell, Taco Bell. I've had, I've had Taco Bell Baja Blast slushy. Yep. So that's, that's but I've had, we, we don't need to dig up skeletons, but the first time I almost ate at Taco Bell, there was something happened, the store closed. We placed our order, the store closed. We never got our food. <laughs> so, and I don't know how that one up in New Hampshire is doing since then, but it's sort of, it changed my perspective on there. So, coming from my fast food Mexican perspective is a Chipotle or Cadoba. Right. Mighty Taco was fine. Um, let's just say if there were other fast food places along the way, I probably would have stopped there. But I didn't not enjoy my Max Buffito and my Super Mighty. If Chipotle is 10 and a place that nobody's ever heard of, I think it was like Uncle Charlie's red burrito yep. where I when a child got a one pound burrito it was disgusting if that's one <laughs> and Chipotle's ten this is probably in the range of a six wow. maybe a seven <laughs> maybe a seven uh, 
one thing that, you know, I had the Mighty Taco, hard yep. shell. That was good. I had a chicken. Super Mighty. Super Mighty, thank you. Yep. For reminding you. But the chips came in a prepackaged bag. Yes. It was not even the illusion of being fresh chips. And that's where I think it knocks down a few pegs. But okay. all things considered, it was exactly what I anticipated it would be. <laughs> so basically, from that, what I can tell is, with a little smoke and mirrors, you would have given it an eight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that'd be the fun. presentation was a little bit better. <laughs> if they just took the bag, chips, chips out of the bag, chips out of the bag, or even opened it for me, heated them up so it looked like, they're yeah, fresh. these are fresh. Okay. Even if they're not, it would have been okay. uh, the the paint on that pig right. would have been much better. Well, as anyone who follows me on Twitter or has even heard the broadcast because it's been brought up a couple of times, Mighty Taco. Um, my parents, both my parents, went to university at Buffalo. So they met at Mighty Taco. They met, <laughs> my dad lived <laughs> off of Mighty Taco in college, and like that's not even a joke. He would get like ninety. The meat and beans, bean and cheese burritos were ninety nine cents when he was in college. So like he would literally live off of that. He's doing great now. So it shows you that Mighty Taco <laughs> is okay. That's an okay plan. It's good for, for him. college. Yeah. It's good for him. So like you know I, when I go to Bill's games, I we always stop there. I mean when we were on the it was four. I was in Rochester for I think. Three days, Tuesday to Thursday. Went twice, more than any other place that I went, and uh, yeah, including the ballpark almost. <laughs> yeah, I guess you could say including the ballpark almost. A little smidge, smidge less than the ballpark, but uh, yeah. So well, I'm going to a couple of Bills games in October, and you better bet your bottom dollar that I'll be there a couple of times each trip. So, guys, this is your first season. Thanks for having us on. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> yeah, right. And that's the end of Riding the Rails. <laughs> uh, let's go talk to Vlad Jr., who's here this week with the Buffalo Boys. <laughs> uh, all right. <laughs> but, uh, so, guys, this is your first season with the Rail Riders, and we are, what, 109? I think this might be 100 game 108, 109, one of those two. Yeah, uh, there was rain. Yeah, today. 109 and 110. Yeah. The rain outs yesterday, it, it throws me off because I lost track. Guys, what's this season been like for you two? From a baseball perspective, we've had such a diverse roster where some days people joke on social media that that lineup could beat a major league club and then it can't beat a triple-A team because there's so much dynamic talent. I'm not sure if there's a cohesive team Mm -hmm. out there. Individually, we have had so many great players this year, but I think that's been one thing that has been a struggle for maybe for us, but certainly for Bobby Mitchell. The ability to fill out a lineup card, and I know he has faith in his guys, he has faith in the players, but to know that he's going to get a maximum team effort each and every night. I don't mean to criticize the guys, I just think with so much movement and not even the whole, I should be in New York, I don't need to be here. Not even that part of the mentality. And we've had a few guys that certainly you look at their resumes and they deserve the opportunity to be competing on a daily basis for a major league club. Heck, I mean, look at Tommy Canley goes up for a day and he's on his way back down. I was in Boston last night. I didn't even know it. I was already <laughs> optioned out. So I think that's been, you know, been an interesting adjustment for me to see the fluctuation, you know, in the South Atlantic League where I was the last eight years, we have roster moves, not to this extent. Right. And this has been absurd, This, especially the past couple of weeks. And you also don't have, you know, you don't have the caliber player, you know. Yeah, maybe we'd have Vlad or we'd have Glaber Torres, and that would be the highlight of the entire season, right. not 
208,000 moves <laughs> to be accomplished by the end of July. So, all right, slight stretch, but from uh. a base <laughs> from a baseball perspective, it's been a fun team to watch when they're playing well. Uh, I like the scrappy side of this lineup when we can put that together. For me personally, the front office side, uh, joining the Rail Riders, it's been a great change for me. Uh, it's a fun staff to be a part of. A lot of people are energetic. And after eight years with one club and 11 years in minor league baseball, it's fun to see an organization that has people just thoroughly enthused about what they do on a daily basis and that we're not going through the motions necessarily. That you know Maybe some days are like that with four tarp poles and you know the weather is going to be what it is and takes you three days to play a game <laughs> it, it takes you legitimately three days to finish one game that wears on you i get that but to be a part of the staff with so many energetic people it has been kind of a breath of fresh air in season 12 for me yeah. and for me i come over from the trenton thunder the last five years so yeah so the, exactly <laughs> so this uh <laughs> I'm still waiting to get sent back down. That, <laughs> right. that transaction hasn't come through yet. So it's, you know, for me, I had been in a place relatively a long time, five years in one place in broadcasting and minor league baseball. is a relatively long time. Um, I think based on recency and how transitive some things are in minor league baseball. So for me to then come here and see what a AAA market really is all about, this facility is incredible. Uh, traveling on the road and getting to stay at nicer hotels and um, certainly stay. Eat, eat much better food. Yeah, like Mighty better, Taco. Eat much better food. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that was it. Um, that's not going to make the book. The The food review book that we put out from our 40 or our 70 road games this year, that's not going to be included. Um, but it's, you know, that that is all part of it, that some of these hotels, even if they're uh, not the nicest facility, and, you know, in Rochester we stayed at a place that, it was fine. It wasn't. It was a Holiday Inn Express, and it was not. It was clean. It wasn't dirty or anything like that. But the fact that it was located where we could walk to places and walk to the Genesee Brew House, which was kind it's of incredible. a really nice, yeah, nice really nice location, yeah. and basically you could walk. And a lot of our staff did walk from the hotel to the ballpark on mm -hmm. game days. That kind of quality of life improvement is really nice, and um, maybe something I didn't anticipate coming into the year that just having access to some things is a lot better in Portland, Maine mm -hmm. with the Trenton Thunder going up to play the Portland Sea Dogs. We would stay in Westport, Maine, which had nothing around it. And you had to take a 20 minute Uber ride into the city if you wanted to get to the stadium or to downtown Portland. So as great a city as Portland was, we didn't experience that. Right. I mean, we just went to the ballpark at night and then went back to our hotel. So, you know, there, there are small things like that that have made this season uh, surprisingly enjoyable, just little things that are, again, quality of life improvements that have really made this fun, and it's a fun year, and it's been really nice for me to be able to work with a manager in Bobby Mitchell for a third straight season. Tommy Phelps is somebody that I had worked with before when he was in Trenton with the Thunder, and almost all of these players are some familiar faces. Yeah. So it's been a nice, easy tr tradition, uh, transition in that regard as well. Yeah, you guys mentioned going you know around these different league towns for the first time, part of the International League. 
you guys haven't gone to Durham or Norfolk yet, but what are your what have your opinions been? What's your favorite spot? Some of the, the highlights I've been on the road games. For me, it's Columbus, Ohio. I'm not sure is that uh, we haven't quite hit all the spots yet, and right. even when we travel, there are a couple road trips. The further ones I don't go on, it's just a, a solo trip for Adam. So um, for me, Columbus, Ohio, the hotel was awesome. The arena district that the ballpark is in is awesome. The ballpark itself is jam-packed every night. And um, that was probably as good of eating as we did on a consistent basis each and every day, I thought. I agree. Columbus has been great. Um, this one's a little easier for me and probably more common for him. I like Pawtucket. I mm-hmm. like Providence. And I Ubered up there into town a few times and got a few different restaurants and then Second trip there, Adam had his car. He was staying up there after the All-Star break that we went to a few spots that he could drive to. So a lot of great places up in Rhode Island. Uh, Not necessarily, you know, right by the hotel, there's nothing. Right. So you have to take a $10 or $15 Uber to get into Providence. And that's such a fun town. I love seafood. So I had lobster rolls, four different places (laughs) and three different trips that we were up there. Uh, Just that would be a place that I could go after the season's over. Right. You know, would I go to Columbus in the fall? Oh, no. Not on a weekend. <laughs> Ohio State would be playing. <laughs> but that would be a place where I would go on a vacation. One of my favorite memories from the South Atlantic League, going to Charleston, South Carolina. And I lived in Charleston, West Virginia. Mm-hmm. Charlie South, home of the Yankees South Atlantic League yeah. Club. Fell in love with that place my first trip down there. My wife and I went on a week-long vacation after the season to a town that I had gone to during the right. regular season, and we took a cooking class down there. We you know, hit the, uh, the water. It was just a fun area, and Providence, Cape Cod, that whole area would be something I could see us doing in the off-season. Yeah. I don't know if we'd go to Rochester. If, I mean, she would love Mighty Taco. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know if we go to Syracuse or right. Buffalo or Rochester. I mean, there's Bills games in, in Buffalo. Well, there's always that. I take some tables from the ballpark. We'll fit right in. Uh, All right. A little blow. How is that a low blow? Because that's that's not, like the it, highlight it, of a Bills it, game. It, that's not an inaccurate depiction of the fan base as a whole. Yes, people jump to tables, sure. But not a lot. I've I never, never said, seen it happen in person. I, go I never said we were going to jump through it. And I've been to a Bills game, and we didn't have lighter fluid, so we started our fire with kerosene. That, to me, is how a Bills game <laughs> should go. So, Adam, and Adam Marco, I know that you're – because obviously there's two of you, so I sorry to specify. Yeah, yeah. Thank yeah you. that I'm not needed right <laughs> now. Well, no. This, well, this is this, – I mean, this question is directed towards both of you, but especially Adam Marco, because you're a bit of a foodie. Yeah. And you put reviews up of all of the different restaurants you've been to. Pretty much reviews right. is a well, photo. Say, Photos with a description. Puts up a picture. <laughs> and I'm usually there for all of them. <laughs> this is really a low blow in another respect. What would you like to know? <laughs> this your favorite. What's the, what's some of the favorite dishes you've had so far? And then I can ask uh, Adam. Yeah, thank you. I'd love to be included. <laughs> so there's a process to it. Um, we get to a town. I don't use Yelp. I, I use, use TripAdvisor. Yeah. Uh, I find out what the top restaurants are within walking distance or even within like a 7 to $10 Uber ride that's okay. going to run me $15 round trip, yep. $20 round trip. So I want to go places that are local. And that's maybe the one problem with TripAdvisor. You know, you get, 
in Rochester, the Wegmans Market. As much as I love Wegmans, I don't know how that's a top 10 place. You know, you get chain restaurants that we could get here in Scranton or that I've had before. So I always try to find unique food that, if at all possible, has a local flair. When we were in Toledo, Adam had a recommendation for Tony Paco's, which is a Hungarian hot dog place. And it was very good. It was a hot dog. I don't want to over-embellish right. that part of it. But it was good. Um, I loved a few places, as mentioned, in Providence. The Providence Oyster Bar, their lobster roll lobster roll was great. I had a couple of oysters there. Muscle and Burger Bar in Louisville hmm. was tremendous. It was a pimento cheese burger. With, I remember that photo. See? I remember it. Uh, with fried green tomatoes yeah. and... Yep. Sweet potato fries that had a smoked pineapple. But it was delicious. I'm not a big. I'm not a big. Well, I'm not a big sweet potato fries. And well, they had other fries. Right. Don't worry. And uh, what did you put? Say put on the burger again. Fried green tomatoes. It right? was a fried green. It yeah. was the Southern Bell burger with fried green tomatoes yeah. and pimento cheese. The southern, the fried green tomatoes doesn't doesn't appeal doesn't to appeal, you know. I went for that over the breakfast burger that was more like a McGriddle with the egg on top, mm-hmm. which I've had before. Um, were we where I had the peanut butter burger Toledo you're in Toledo a PB and J peanut butter and jelly burger with so peanut butter and jelly and then a, bur- and a burger like a hamburger and, and instead and of cheese cream cheese yeah how was that it was very good I'm not afraid to try unusual things clearly and uh, it, oh is it the best burger I've had no but it was very enjoyable yeah. so yeah I I started this years ago that. I was writing a blog about right. about my travels with minor league baseball, and ninety eight percent of it was still food, because the baseball side of it, people listen to the games, they read the recaps. I don't need to write about that. I need to write. I need to talk about the stories, interactions with players, right. uh, and the experiences. You know, to me, players love them. They will slum it more often than not when it comes to food, and they have clubhouse dues and mm-hmm. they have things that they have to worry about so if i'm gonna get a little meal money i want to utilize it i want right. to try some things and if i can get a feel for the local culture based on their food yeah. that would be my first choice is right. to see what's local and try that so what's your process adam well so for me food had always been really important to me growing up and cooking with my mom at well, dinner I feel time like really good Oh, yeah, food. I mean, food is, and it's funny because even growing up when we had first gotten cable, and we didn't have cable in my house growing up until really uh, the Red Sox switched over to Nesson permanently. Wow. They had, a lot of their games were still on the Fox affiliate. Must have been rough. UPN 38 was a, I don't know if that's a. I've never heard okay. of that. Okay. I, I didn't know if other UPNs existed. Never heard okay. of UPN, nope. Right. So that was a station that carried some games. Um, so, yeah, really it wasn't until. Um, almost in high school that we had ca- that we didn't have cable until then. Um, so that was the point where we actually switched over. Did so you read a lot. Yeah, read a lot. Uh, was, <laughs> very, was, very, was very act- active and yeah, I listened. I listened to sports on the radio. So we're really we're really getting to the crux. Yeah, we're, 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 can- candlelight. Um, we're really getting to the crux of uh, you know who I am today, but it. You know, growing up and having food be such an important part of our life, when we got cable, the channel 
order where you would click up and down, it was ESPN, ESPN2, Nessun, and then the Food Network was the very next one. So I'd come home from school and I'd be flipping through, and if there was some bad ESPN television at 3 in the afternoon, I'd switch over to watch Rachel Ray and Ina Garten and all these uh, (laughs) TV shows. So food became a really important part for me and our family. And um, so, you know, that's something where when you kind of ask about food and being on the road and that's one of the hard things is that for 140 nights a year I don't get to cook and don't get to have home cooked meals so it is nice to be able to go on the road and step away and try and get something different and unique and I'd say the one thing as good as all the meals we've had this year have been one thing that has really changed for me and what I've enjoyed has been buffalo wings and chicken wings in general. First of all, it's just chicken it's wings. Just no wings. Wings. It's just wings. Not buffalo wings. Not chicken wings. Yeah. Just wings. Correct. Okay. So wings for me is something that has totally changed. I never really had a good taste for them. And we, when we're in Buffalo and we're trying all different wings, uh, there were some places that were really incredible. The, there's a place in Syracuse, Change of Pace, that we actually even stopped at on the way home uh, the other day from Rochester. Just to, it timed out well where that was going to be a dinner stop. So in Buffalo, um, Duff's in Amherst, New York, and they have a place in there's Rochester the, there's in, like, as well. Yeah, there's, there's like a handful of Duff's. But, there's like the original location, and then there's like three or four in Buffalo, and then there's one in Rochester. Yeah. But in terms of just a straight, hot wing, a really good flavored a really good flavored wing, Duff's is really it. Change of Pace has a medium garlic buffalo wing that we've tried that has been really good. So for me this year, there have been plenty of good meals, as Adam described, but uh, that's something that's really changed for me that I've, you know, I've had a good appreciation and I kind of realize the types of wings that I've had in my life to this point I'm are not, not very good. <laughs> so what what is the best wing you've had so far? Change, change of pace. pace. It's that medium garlic, extra crispy. Uh, I'm Oddly enough, that restaurant, it's owned by Jason Grilly's family, right. the former yeah. Brave Blue Jay, Blue Jay Pirate. Pirate. Um, there's pictures of Jason on the wall. Oh, really? I have a picture with Jason on my phone. I almost wanted to show the bartender the last time we were there. Like, hey, right. <laughs> I know him. Do you want to put this on your wall? Uh, change of pace, Duff's. Gabriel's Gate was the first place we tried, and it's probably, I think the consensus was the least favorite. Mm-hmm. It was overhyped by a lot of people. Yeah, it is. Uh, there are people I like it out there. And Anchor Bar, the original. We tried that on the last trip to Buffalo. If only because it's the original and everyone says it's the best, so we wanted that comparison. Right. It was good. I just didn't think their wings were sauced enough. If I'm getting a medium wing that has sauce on it, I want there to actually be sauce mm-hmm. on it. And Duff's had enough oh, sauce yeah. that you could dip your fries in oh, as yeah. well. So does Change of Pace. If I'm being honest, yeah, I've never, I go to Buffalo multiple times a year, never been to Anchor Bar because my parents. They went to you know they went to UB so they know they're like Matt Anchor Bar is not worth it so we're gonna go to Duff's so we only go to Duff's. Yep, and Anchor Bar I mean it's worth it just to check it off the list. It's not it's not disappointing, but I think it's also priced to a point where they know they're getting a lot of tourists. Oh, so sure, it's they they film they film the Bachelorette and and Anchor Bar. I mean if that's not reason enough to right go or not go, I didn't know what point you were trying to make. Well, it was, it was an example of tourists oh, okay. being, being yes. there. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. I think it's worth trying once, and then you try another place, and you don't have to go back. Yeah. So, now, just keeping this food conversation going, 
you guys make your way around the uh, stadium, or at least I bring you, Adam Giardino. Your uh, sorry, I almost pronounced your last name wrong. Yeah, well, with a yeah, you put a weird a accent over the end. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I, um, I sometimes I pick up your food, and I and I, I don't mind it. But uh, what is your guys' favorite uh, item, food item here? Uh, that's a tough one. Uh, you never pick up food for me. No, you've never one, asked me. One time. Did I do it one time? Sandlot night, you brought back s'mores. That is right. And I had to go all the way to dead center field. I think we tipped you for your effort, right? Mm-hmm. But, yeah, but it ended up not happening because I ended up buying Joe one because I felt it'd be weird to give you uh, one, Adam, with Joe sitting in here and be like, you know Joe, he would have been like, he's probably mad that he's sitting out there not on the podcast right, right? now. That's fine. We can be on a later one. <laughs> um, a Joe Maria podcast. I like some of the wing sauces here. Yeah. Uh, I don't necessarily, not, it's a chicken tender. Right. I get that. If you were to put that on regular wings, the like garlic parmesan mm-hmm. or the maple bacon the bourbon, bourbon. Good. would be really good on a regular wing. I think we do pretty well in this ballpark with our burgers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had not had it until a couple of weeks ago, but the, the baby bomber burger. Wing bites. Don't, oh. don't, put, don't put food into my mouth. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Uh, the the wing bites from Ravello's. Yep. Oh were, yeah, those are very good. And really the portion good. size is great. If I'm being honest. So uh, there are a couple of really good items here. Fiat the Fiat chicken nachos. I have not had the nachos yet. This gentleman has. Yeah, my um my big pick I think would be I'm growing in the uh, the cheesesteak stand. I really like the barbecue chicken cheesesteak. It's got the crispy fried onion straws on top. Mm-hmm. Um. So for me, that's that's the kick I've been on. But yeah, the nacho helmet seems to be a pretty good value oh, over yeah. there. Um, I went fajita chicken early in the year. I'm it's leaning incredible. back towards ground beef. And the salsa is so good. There's such a lime taste in the salsa mm-hmm. that I could even go without meat and just do cheese, salsa, chips. And I feel like you've done that before. Yeah, and it's, and it's still fine on a yeah. night where you're just sort of, if you're not that hungry and you just kind of don't need a, a big pile yeah. of meat on top of it, it's still a really good nacho. Yeah. Most consistent thing I buy here, the, the nuts. nuts from the Nutty Bavarian. I rotate between the almonds, the cashews, the pecans. Any peanuts. I don't know why peanuts aren't in there. I'll suggest it. should. Okay. I, I mean, feel you're a value customer. I'm, we're, we're close. <laughs> it's like all type. the usual. Exactly. Well, no, I don't because I get a different one each day. Uh, and another good value, the snow cone. I've never it's had a, a snow lot cone. of ice for whatever the amount is that I paid. Uh, it's a really good value, and uh, it was delicious. Well, we just had pierogi night here last night, what were, and we had we were luckily able to have a sampling of all yeah. the pierogi. Did you did, did the the last two did the poutine and the babushka make it to you? They made it in here. Yes, they did make it in here. So, what were you guys' favorites? Are the ones we tried? The nacho or the taco one? Yeah, the nacho one. Okay, yeah. the one that had all the salsa and that the, I almost choked on the cheese. Yeah. That's literally almost choked. The, well, that's would have made it less of my favorite. You're welcome. Um, that was my favorite. It yeah. was standard pierogi with the potato inside, and um, but all the toppings that kind of went with it. It just had a nice, nice combination to it. I'd probably have to go with the poutine. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought that, that was, was a big favorite. That, that was, was really good. The cheesesteak one was really good yeah. as well. Um, we are going to do pierogi night again, the 18th, because we were rained out last night. Right. So the 18th, we'll wear the jerseys. TNL pierogies will be. And back. I think are they still wearing the jerseys? I think they're still wearing the jerseys today too in the first game. I could be wrong. That would be news to me. Huh. Yeah, it's probably in the clubhouse you would have seen. Yeah, I not. don't think they were hanging, they were up. hanging up. No. Okay. That's what I thought I had heard. Anyways, but they are the 18th. They're coming back on the 18th. So, 
last but not least, because we're approaching 30 minutes here, and I know you guys are very busy and you have things to get ready. Oh, and we started recording? Yeah, I thought we were just, I thought we were just talking. <laughs> ha, 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 guys. <laughs> so, I'll leave it with this. I know you guys are big, bold predictions. You make big, bold predictions before every game. Yeah. We are, we have about 130 games. Um, wow, no. We have 130 Whoa. games left. Oh, <laughs> I think we've got a shot have, at the playoffs <laughs> in this 260-game schedule. We have, like, a roughly 30 games left, sure. about 35 or so. Uh, I was looking at the standings. Rail Riders are only half a game out of the wild card. And there's two games played today. So if Norfolk loses, Rail Riders will go up a game and a half, I believe. Or just a game. I think they go up a game. What are you guys' bold predictions for the rest of the season? I was not aware there would be any math on this podcast. <laughs> oh, that's a tough one because I look at this roster today and it's not what it was yesterday and it's not what it was. And it's now going to be tomorrow. Most definitely not what it was a week and six days ago. Yeah. So It's tough to know who's going to be it, here. It's tough to know who's going to be here, to know if you're going to get a consistent effort. There aren't enough bodies in the New York Yankees organization right now to fill out all their full season rosters. All that being said, the Rail Riders are going to make the playoffs. We're going to take on Norfolk. We've got a three-game series there, and then they're here for yep. four. Josh Rogers is probably going to shove it against us at one of those He's points. been shoving it lately. Even last night, even though we got the loss, seven innings, three earned runs. He pitched last night, Friday night, so that puts him back on Wednesday, maybe Thursday, depending on how they're they'll probably ha- And they'll probably have an off. They have, yeah, it's a league-wide off day, right? So he'll be... Yeah, so... There's one. Versus Justin Sheffield? Probably. Two best buds. So, roommates. Roommates, yeah. I wrote a story. I, I was The day that, the week that Josh got traded, I was going to write a story on the two of them. And, uh, and I didn't end up Come writing on. it because. I think the Rail Riders do very well against Norfolk. Uh, a lot of what they've done is smoke and mirrors. Now maybe they have one better arm. And if Cody Carroll stays up in the majors, that is even better for us. Yep. But I think in that seven-game set, Rail Riders, if they can take five out of seven, puts them in a great spot heading into the final few weeks of the season. Even four out of seven might be enough, but five would be tremendous to build mm-hmm. that gap ahead of Norfolk and just kind of push into the playoffs as the wild card. They're used to winning division titles here. Right. It's going to be. Lehigh Valley has been a red hot this yeah, year. I, and they're not slowing down. And that's you know, that's a team that I look at the individual parts. And I don't know how they put it together. Mm-hmm. They play so very well as a team. Yeah. They rally at the They've worst possible time for us. They've been down by like eight us. runs and still come back and win games. They rally at the worst possible time for us. Yeah, like we're looking at a game. They're losing to Buffalo, ten to three. <laughs> and then you look the next day, it was fourteen thirteen. What? <laughs> so I, I we have Valley's a very good team. Yeah. I don't. We're not going to catch them. And I'm to that point of saying it now. But Rail Riders will make the playoffs. And probably by three or four games, easily get in. It won't be down to the final okay. day. Well, I think that's as bold as uh, anything I could possibly put out there. I mean, the the Rail Riders, they've got 30 games left in front of them. It's got to start tonight that all of this roster move stuff needs to get put behind them because there's been a lot, and nobody in the in the league is feeling sorry for the Rail Riders that they've had all of this turnover. So, um, you know, that's really that's my thought going into a Saturday doubleheader is that this team is a half game out of a playoff spot, and if they take care of business and play up to its potential, that this team with this roster and whatever else the roster looks like moving forward is a team that really should find its way into the postseason. So we'll leave it with this, guys. 
through a hundred and what do we say eight games so far? That's what we've been yep. through. Yeah, that was the number. Favorite what's the favorite memory story from the season so far as we leave it with this? Well, for for me, I I really have enjoyed kind of on a nightly basis figuring out who it's gonna be. Um, and I feel yeah. like that kind of encapsulates a lot more, but there are a lot of unlikely heroes that have come through at times. Um, it, it hasn't been a year where I got to experience down in double A where you had Aaron Judge on your team and you just sort of knew, okay, well, that's he's probably going to be the guy that helps you win or on a year where Dustin Fowler really took over mm-hmm. for the Thunder and you guys had a chance to see that here in Scranton yeah. um, where Fowler could just take over a, a ball game. Yeah. And, you know, whether it's that Ray Navarro game-tying home run, whether it was opening night and Abiatala Avellino's walk-off home run, Zach Zaner with a walk-off home run. Some of the bigger moments this year haven't been from a Clint Frazier, a Tyler Wade, a Tyler Austin, Brandon Drury. Uh, there have been some nice moments from those guys, but it's been fun that the, the bigger moments in my mind have come from some unlikely suspects. Oh, he stole all the uh, home run highlights. <laughs> that works well. I, it's a little unusual, um, and I joked about it before it actually happened, but I had a couple of years where I got to see and work with Francisco Diaz. And it was kind of sad in the Pirates organization when he left and went over to the Yankees as a free mm-hmm. agent. So seeing Frankie get that promotion back up and, you know, having a familiar face around the clubhouse. And I had seen a lot of these guys play, but it's a different relationship when you're going against them and working with managers. You know, I have come across Travis Chapman in the past when mm-hmm. he was the defensive coach down with the Charleston River Dogs, and I'd bring the box scores in and he'd question the errors along with Pat Osborne or Louis Durante. So to work with these guys in this level, to see Frankie come back, uh, a lot of the fun wins, you know, I think we as broadcasters, a lot of times wear these games, wear the emotions of these games more than the players mm-hmm. do. Because the players, they know there's another one tomorrow. So do right. we. Right. But we live and breathe this team for 18 hours a day. And you want to see them win. You want to see them do well. And the players know it's about getting to New York. It's about developing. And for us, you know, at the end of each night, we want the win. We, we don't want to see the loss. So I take a lot of losses probably a lot harder than most every player mm-hmm. does. So just the kind of ebb and flow of this season and having some good moments, seeing this team go from six games under 500 to nine games over, you know, that's been uh, kind of the fun parts of this year, those three, four, mm-hmm. ten things. <laughs> All right, guys, well, this has been fun. We're going to have to do this again. Maybe we do it at a Mighty Taco. Maybe. Mighty Taco or postseason edition. We could do it from uh, some sort of Allentown-based chain restaurant. Yeah, or maybe we do it uh, last regular game of this season in Pawtucket. Maybe that we'll, we find somewhere to do it in Pawtucket. We'll be in Pawtucket. These guys keep playing. Keep it close. I'll be there. All right. Just got to learn how to say the city's name correctly. Pawtucket. It's not. Uh, we'll get there. We'll get there. Pawtucket? I'm a, I'm a little, is that what it is? Pawtucket. Pawtucket. Yeah, yeah. So it's like P-U-H instead of P-A-W. Yes, correct. Yes. Yeah. Or whatever you'd like to say. (laughs) But if that's the case, lunch is on you. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, this has been Riding the Rails. We'll see you again next Monday. And just make sure to subscribe. SoundCloud.com. 
uh, iTunes. We are also, of course, everything, all my Rail Riders coverage, the podcast is all stored on timesweird.com. I believe you guys put some of your broadcast clips up on SoundCloud, right? Indeed we do. Uh, you can follow at swbrailriders.com. I am at, under, uh, at, what's my Twitter handle? A underscore Marco 16? Or A Marco, a Marco underscore 16? Underscore 16. Yeah, 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 it's one of those. At, and I'm um, at... Adam Giardino, so my last name is G-I-A-R-D-I-N-O. Adam Giardino. All right. Thanks, DJ. You had it first. (laughs) Time for recess. Recess.